Hello, all my purple people out there. Welcome to the Purple Factor Podcast. You deserve to be whole, mentally, financially, and professionally. And my goal is to help you get as close as possible. My name is Adriana. Some of you might know me from Instagram or YouTube as the Purple Fashionista. And in this weekly podcast, I hope I can serve you with a dose of being you unapologetically, business talk, and topics on plain old being black with the hint of finances and mommy life. It's time to dig deep so that you can find the purple factor. It's not only a spiritual journey, but it's a mental moment, financial liberty, and taking back you wrapped in one. The ride is crazy and it'll have you in tears, but I promise it's worth it. We all deserve the purple factor, so tune in. All right, so this is the um, Conversations episode one with Maria, my doula. <laughs> um, I am, well, I just had a baby. A lot of y'all know that if you follow my Instagram, you know I just had a baby. And for that process, I did enlist the help, the service of a doula. And let me tell you, it was amazing. The whole experience, I didn't get to do this my first pregnancy because I was broke. I was very broke. But I wasn't broke this time, so I went ahead and hired a um, doula, and it was it was pretty good. So I asked her to join me today for our um, for an episode on just maternal health, um, especially for Black and Brown women. And I'm going to let her introduce herself. Well, my name is Maria. Um, my business is still mobile, so. I'm a massage therapist and also I'm a doula. Um, I also focus on wellness for his foot detoxes. Um, and yeah, I'm a mother, all around just natural person. <laughs> so how long have you been doing the doula services? Um, really, I've only been doing a doula for a year. But um, if you go to a, a midwife and you talk to her, she would tell you you've been a doula since you gave birth to your baby or have given help giving birth to someone else's baby. Oh. Um, a doula is something like really, really natural state. Um, it doesn't have to be something that you have to like go to school for. You did have to have a certification from another like a midwife or thing like that. But nothing you have to like, I guess you would say read a book about. Had to write down, take notes, take a test for nothing of that serious major. If you have a natural given talent with babies and making sure the mothers are okay and their health wise is your number one priority, then you are a doula. Awesome. Yes. So, what I want to give a, a brief interruption. I am filming with my newborn in the room. <laughs> so, if you hear him grunting, he's a grunter. So, if you hear him grunting in the background, I do apologize up front. <laughs> um, so, we're going to keep moving. Um, what is a doula? So a doula is a support system. Um, that person will pretty much be by the, the mother's side during delivery, during the whole pregnancy. Um, for instance, for any questions seems to be answered or just a support system in the delivery room. If she doesn't have family members or a spouse to be there for her. Um, so she's that person to be that voice, like how the lawyer is your voice in the courtroom. She is your, she is your lawyer in the delivery room or just, you know, at home birth period, just to be your voice if anything happens. Um, that person is also, they're not supposed to give you medical advice, but if you and that person have had a conversation about what you want and that doctor's not listening, you have the upright, up, uh, the 
upright to pretty much be her voice and say this is what she wants and this is what she's going to have. So yeah. Okay, and so when I one of the things that I liked about Doodle, first of all, Maria was up at three o'clock in the morning when I went in labor. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting a response back. So when you text me back, I was like, What? <laughs> um but yeah, so our my well, our journey or my journey started uh actually before I was even pregnant, right? Because I met you at somebody else's yeah. party. Yeah. And got your information from there. Yeah. And then I ended up being pregnant myself. Was that it? Oh no. Maybe I already knew. You I was were pregnant. you already was pregnant. You were just inquiring and I because I was talking about it and he was like, Okay. I have a baby in September. I was like, Okay. He's <laughs> just like, Well yeah. So I guess I just I just um call you when I get like closer and so after that I was like she's not going to call me because <laughs> you know in, in our community like we you know doula is something a luxury thing to people people even think massages is luxury but it's really not it's like it's part of your health like we supposed to have a person you know um so when she texted me I was like okay great you know? <laughs> she really want this and ever since then we've been Connected at the hill, <laughs> really? That's right. Because <laughs> at one point, and later in my pregnancy, Maria was like, "You're not using me." As yes, much as you should. She and I was, was like, "I really me. don't know what to do." <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all if you if I experienced so much in my second pregnancy that I did not in the first. I really didn't even know what Braxton Hicks felt like because I did not have him in the first my first pregnancy, and so I was like, "Well, you know." feel the tightening what did i think it was i thought it was the baby right, right. i thought it was the baby i thought it was just no he was moving or something like that i was like ma'am no you're having a braxton hit i really thought he so, was stretching so having to <laughs> explain to her what a braxton hit was and the contraction it was like okay she'll get it it's i bet maria was like ain't she been pregnant before <laughs> it's gonna come but I, I understood that some women really don't experience that pain like every other woman does because even even during your menstrual, you know, some people can take their cramps, right. but some women can't. So it's totally understandable because they're kind of of the same, I would say, uh, pain-wise, tolerant-wise, during your during a Braxton hit. But when that contraction comes, you're going to know. It's right. going to feel like, I'm not going to say an out-of-body experience, but it's, it's, it's going to feel like something going on. And it's, it's all over. Not just your stomach, but your the uterus to the lips you know is is gonna feel you're gonna feel it all so so i think one of the things that we are um i want to go back to is the fact that we think that like the massages and doulas and midwives and stuff like that are luxury for black and brown women during pregnancy <clears throat> talk about that and how it's it shouldn't be viewed as a luxury it's something like we it's a necessity to me now going if i have any more yes. children I'm going to enlist the help of a doula yes. and probably next time a midwife. Yes. Um, so during I'll say during this period in, in, in our lives, twenty twenty one, um, in the delivery room, African American women are less to get help when they say they're in pain. They're most likely to die doing delivery because they don't take us seriously. And what I mean by that is you can say something going on with you and they can be like, oh, okay, you're fine. Right. Because they take they look at us as you're strong, you're a black woman, you can take it. But no, like we go through stuff as well. Um, so having that doula in the living room with you and having that person that say, hey, no, she said she's in pain. This is what's going to hurt. Left side is numb. So therefore they need to take action of what's going on with you. 
And also, too, when going to the hospital and staying, they said, you have high blood pressure and they want to take the baby right away. No, let's wait a minute. Let's let her drink some water. Let us calm down. Mm -hmm. Let's check her pressure within the next hour or so. It doesn't always have to be um, a rush thing when it comes to delivery. Everything that it takes is course. Let the gravity push the baby down. Let you be able to walk around. Let you be able to, you know, eat what you want. You can eat. Don't let nobody ever tell you you cannot eat. Don't let them tell you that you cannot take a shower. What a water birth is. What is a water birth? <laughs> like, don't let people put the stuff in your head that, you know... You can't do because you actually can, and it's not because not it's not a luxury because we need it. Everyone else has it. Uh, a white person has it. They pay for it, you know. And that's thing too. I think because the prices are so high with a doula or a midwife that you know, oh, well, I can't afford that right now, whatever. But you do have some midwives or some doulas of like, you know what? Okay, let's take a payment plan because right. you actually do need this. And you go to the hospital, you go to my, how much a C-section costs in the hospital? And you, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course, your uh, Medicaid or insurance pay for it, but I'll, I'll put, you come out cheaper with a doula and a midwife than you would come out with at the hospital. I agree. And, you know what I'm saying? I agree. And even with some people, they still have to pay out of pocket for, you know, whatever their insurance didn't cover. So you would still have to pay some more money on top of what you already was going to pay. So, um, yeah, just do this or not luxury. <laughs> you need them. <I'm, laughs> you need them. Speaking of the, the expensive aspect, I paid more out of pocket than my insurance company did to birth my son. And um, if for those of you that don't follow me on YouTube or may have run across my YouTube channel, you know that when I had my son, I had gestational diabetes and high blood pressure. And the high blood pressure was one of the main reasons why I chose a hospital birth. Had it not been for that particular condition, I'd have my baby here at the house mm -hmm. because the money I paid you mm -hmm. <laughs> is way cheaper than what I paid the mm -hmm. hospital. And I'm still getting bills. Mm -hmm. And so are we, is it a luxury or do, are we, do we feel like... Um, we are so beneath that we don't deserve mm -hmm. such a thing as a doula or midwife or that dream home birth mm -hmm. or that water birth or even, I don't know, birthing at a birthing center over birthing at a hospital, mm -hmm. which I've heard is, is a lot better than birthing at a hospital as well. I was fortunate just to have an all-black birthing team. Mm -hmm. And my throughout my pregnancy, all my doctors primarily were, were black women. Mm -hmm. And so when I did have that blood pressure issue, it wasn't a let's go ahead and get her in the hospital. It was let's drink some water. Let's mm -hmm. see if we can get it down. Let's mm -hmm. see if we can get it under control. Mm -hmm. And we're good. Baby's fine. I'm fine. We're good. Um, and so we've talked about why doulas are important for black or black and brown women. And I want to stress the fact that it's super, super important. It was super important to me to have somebody on the mental, emotional piece. I cannot stress enough. Maria knows this, the background of my pregnancy and how I got to be pregnant and the um, emotions that came with that. So speak on the kind of the emotional aspect to a doulaship. You're not going to get that from a doctor. I'm going to tell you right you're now. Not. You're not going to be able to go talk to your doctor or call your doctor any time of day yeah. and just say, hey, I'm just feeling this kind of way yeah. or I'm feeling that kind of way. So talk about that in so, with me being a doula, I want to really make sure that I can be that sister for the mothers. Um, 
like the sisters you can call on uh, for anything. We're not just talking about your your pregnancy or things like that. We're also talking about day-to-day life things like or makeup I should put on or I'm going through this. I'm trying to work out. But, you know, just uh, that's that sister and <clears throat> let you know that you have somebody there with you at all times. I'm not just... I'm like I said, I'm not just here to talk about your birth. I'm here to let you know that I'm here for you. And that just not even after after your birth, you know what I'm saying? Before, after, during or whatever, I'm still gonna be here. I'm not just the person you paid money to and I'm I'm out your life the next <laughs> the next month. No, I I wanted her to understand that, you know, whatever she wanna to talk to, she wanted to go walking. We went walking. We was gonna probably go to dinner one day, but you know, our schedules are not, you know, the same. But yeah. I just that mental health part and then you know you have somebody there with you that does help during your pregnancy because you're you feel like you're by yourself. You probably have a, a thousand people around, you probably have a whole husband, True. a mama, a, you know, parents, aunties, uncles, whatever, but that having that one person who can really understand helps a lot for your mental to let you know like you got somebody and you're not by yourself within it. The little thoughts you have in your mind. Like she said, she texted me at three o'clock in the morning and she didn't think I was gonna text her back. I'm like, I told you in my package twenty four seven after the two weeks. I'm sorry. I'm I'm that person. I'm not gonna let you down. I'm I'm gonna try not to because I don't I want the same in return. And some people always don't get that. Like they, they package and say, Well, I'm this for you, blah blah blah. No, I'm really am for here for you. And I really yeah. much appreciated <laughs> it. Because I know when I was pregnant, especially in the beginning, people don't understand like the the they don't understand anything yeah. about being pregnant, especially when they've never been pregnant mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. It was so many times I people basically were telling me to get over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like through the sciatica, through the constant urination, the the hungry, the, mm-hmm. the people just want you to just get over it, live life. And I'm just like, I just, I can't, even my doctor, I remember when I had to ask my doctor to put me on maternity leave because I was just, I was just over it. Mm-hmm. At 38 what, weeks, mm-hmm. she didn't put me on, on, on leave until 38 weeks. And that was because I asked her to do that. Yeah. And so it was one of those situations where I just, I, I wish, I want people to be more understanding, but having... Maria as a doula was definitely, definitely helpful in the terms of if I was having an emotional day or just a downtime, I knew there was somebody I could call, mm-hmm. right? If I needed to cry or if I needed, you know, even when we went on our walks, it was, I could, I could vent and I could communicate how I felt to somebody that understands. Mm-hmm. And it's not my, you know, it's not my mom. It's not my sister. It's not any of those people. Yeah. This is a, a open ear that wants to listen and wants to help. And that was extremely, extremely helpful. Yeah. So if at any point, if you feel like you can't afford it, I promise you, you can afford it. <laughs> it's like everything else. Yeah. And we've ta- I've talked about finances in uh, a previous uh, po- episode. And so it's like, this is one of those things I would save up for. The next time I do this, I want to have the midwife. I want to have the doula. I want to have that home birth. I want to be here at the house. Even though labor pains are ridiculous for me, because mm-hmm. we know folks know how that process went. But I go, I go from like zero to ten centimeters in like two hours. So mm-hmm. it just is a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so the we've talked about the kind of the prepartum. Is that what you did call it? Prepartum? What you call it? Pregnancy? You just call it pregnancy. <laughs> we talked about the pregnancy part. <laughs> And so now I want to go into the postpartum part. And one mm-hmm. of the things that I think is most fascinating and one of the things that I got so many questions about on my story <laughs> was the placenta encapsulation. I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to have my uh, placenta encapsulated into 
tiny capsules that I now take every day, like vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> and Maria went through the process of doing that for me. So let's talk about how important that placenta is to me. I'll give my experience later, but um, talk about just how important that is to postpartum. So having your placenta encapsulated or even just put in a smoothie form, the benefits is for one, it helps with your postpartum. So in your mood swings, it helps with your snapback. For one, for second, it helps also too with your um, you producing helping producing your milk. Um, some women go through their pregnant their after their birth, it's like their milk is lacking because one, <clears throat> they're not really eating properly. They don't really drink in that water. So having your placenta and capsules and you can just take that, that's like a it's like your your nutrients all over again that you rich that you need for the baby. Um <clears throat> and for three, it I just feel like it helps the mom overall with um her feeling that she can provide for her child and also in her intake of her getting her vitamins back because she's not eating for herself so her hair is growing back for one her nails are growing back for two anything inside her body for us her organ wise that's even another boost for them as well so it helps her and in the long run it also helps the baby because the baby's getting the milk and she feeling like she's that bomb ass cow mom That bomb as cow mom is something serious. Because I, I know I went through it um, as a mother, young though, going through it. I did not know me not producing my milk. I was like, I'm going to get in my baby formula and I'm going to cry because I don't want him to have this formula. I don't know what's inside right. this milk, you know. And even leaving the hospital, they were like, oh, well, you can do it to mommy's milk. I'm like, I don't know what, what she got going on in her milk. You know what I'm saying? So that was another thing. But also just entrusting the process of going through the research or knowing know what mother actually produces milk what is she intaking you know and she's probably taking her place of the pills that know that she encapsulated that's even a that was a bonus you know what i'm saying so just going through the research of knowing what would be beneficial for you for your placenta pills or just put it in a smoothie because you can keep it for up to two years you can put it in your freezer and keep it for still two years as well um but overall it's just wellness for yourself and also for the baby and it makes you feel like you're that mom that can do everything because you you can after you you take the pills <laughs> wait so you're saying you can the placenta can be kept for two years mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. in the freezer yes if you're gonna if you're leaving it whole you can keep it in the uh, freezer for two years put it in the capsules you can keep it for two years still too so, yeah. Let me tell you, it takes a special woman to go cut up a placenta, a frozen placenta, and put it in a smoothie. Let me tell y'all the process. <laughs> so, for what? This this lady here, um, that was not included in our packages yet. <laughs> I was going to put it in there once I feel as though, you know, <clears throat> I was ready for it. But she gave me that that challenge right away. She was like, so I was thinking about um, I'm putting my placenta in capsules. I was like, I said, oh, okay. I said, well, I don't do that yet. She was like, but I want it done. I said, <laughs> Yes, ma'am. We're going to do it. I kind of did. I kind of was like, there's no time like the present tomorrow. Right. So, in my mom, okay, I got, I got enough time. Let me get the equipment. Let me get everything I need. So, the day comes, and I'm preparing myself in my household because I'm like, I'm bringing a placenta in the house, not knowing it's going to smell because it's my first time. Um, But, you know, I called the hospital to make sure because sometimes the hospital, there will deny you taking your own organ pretty much i got questions away. about that yeah i know so calling the hospital making sure that they was okay it was like well you have an hour to pick it up after she delivered it 
cool beans. When she push, I'm there. <laughs> so uh, picking up from um, the hospital, that was a well, that was a breeze. I'm happy we didn't have to go through anything for his paperwork files like that because it's, it's your argument. You have your own right, you know. So that that's another thing too when it comes to you know at home birth, you don't have to go through the whole medical process when it comes to your own body stuff, you right. know. At home, that's your stuff. You can do whatever. So back to me picking it up, taking it home. Actually, it was it had no smell at all. I really thought it was gonna you know have the smell up when you're on your you know your menstrual. Not at all. The cleaning process, my mindset was I'm gonna clean it until there is no more blood left. No, ma'am, Maria. <laughs> the organ is the organ is blood itself. So you only wiping off the surface. That is it. You know. So <clears throat> just going through that and cutting it up and dehydrating it. Um and blend it up. It was the process didn't take long. Only long part was making sure it was dehydrated the proper way. Um, so that took thirty thirty hours. I had it set for twenty four hours at first, but I was like, Mm-mm, let's go a little bit longer. <laughs> so the thirty hours were set and blended up, putting in the capsules. That took about an hour to do, and so she had it within. What the third the third day after? I think so. I think that they was I was home three, yeah. day three that night. Yeah, and I and home. I brought it back her to, to her. So, um, yeah that that process was was a, was something different, but I enjoyed it because I knew what I was doing and making sure that my my energy as doing it was good as well because my attention's. I feel like when you cook your food, you got to make love to it. You know what I'm saying? You got to talk to it. So that's the same process as the placenta. I'm making sure I'm, I'm, I'm rubbing the white. I'm not handling no type of way. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything has to be in good spirit at all times. So, yeah. That was a good, that was a really good experience for me. And I, I, I really want to do it again. I was, you know, I should have one pretty soon coming up, so. I I loved the even now I take my placenta pills almost every day. I told me I had to stop taking them because they were I was producing way too much milk, so um I just stopped taking them for a, a couple of days. But I want to be a, the the testament of um the placenta encapsulation. I love it. I feel like I really feel good. I have energy, and then of course it's happened with the the milk. But talk about um that process like the, the pregnancy because you told me some things during my pregnancy that really made me want to be really positive um because i wanted to do that process about the mood and the transfer of emotions so um during your pregnancy if you are like you know, the one that cries a lot going through a lot of stress um just really in a negative spirit that can transfer over to your placenta, and once you get your placenta and put it in capsule, put it in a smoothie, the the benefits you're supposed to have from it can actually not go so well. You could actually be down. Your milk cannot produce as well. You know, so you might see any some hair loss, maybe. You know, just because of the energy it was carrying during your whole pregnancy. So. Um, giving this to her, well, beforehand, as, as she said she wanted to do it, I was trying to coach her through that <clears throat> just to make sure, you know, we don't have that negative energy transfer over to her placenta. Just making sure your, your environment is clear. Whatever is stress is trying to come upon you, knock that off because you don't want that to carry on, like I said, over to your placenta. So during her process, she was having a little, you know, some 
some emotional stuff going on. So, as she was taking the pills, I kept checking on her just to make sure she was okay. But, you know, she was good. So, that could also be a downfall, just having that negative um, energy during your pregnancy can also transfer over to your placenta. And if, if so, if that does happen, that means you need to stop taking them immediately. Um, I would just say even just go ahead and throw them away. Because um, also, too, if you have a, a lot of your placenta left over that cannot be put in the capsules, you can also, like, put it in your garden. And this man right here... Has 40 plants. <laughs> has 40 plants. So, not only did I help her out, I also helped out the plants, you know? So, that was just, you know, good nutrients for them, good food for good good a source of you know, food for them as well. Now, does it help with... Um, I know very little about placenta encapsulation. I think the primary reason why I wanted to do it was because I am kind of a naturalista. So mm-hmm. anything that I can take of me, I would prefer to, that returns back mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know enough of my first pregnancy to even anything. The whole this pregnancy was like I was like pregnancy again. I was pregnant <laughs> for the first time uh, twice because I didn't know anything about anything this yeah. pregnancy, but. When it, in terms, I did go through postpartum with my first son. So, how does that does it help with women who may suffer from postpartum? Yes, it does. It does. It doesn't help your mood swings <clears throat> in a sense. Um, it gives you a source of energy, so that way you're not feeling like you're not always. <laughs> you're not feeling like you're that. Um, you know, always at home by yourself with the baby. Your body is changing. You don't really know what's going on. It kind of you know turn your hormones and give it the balance in a sense. So that way you have the energy to do what you need to do. You know how to do get a routine going for yourself. You know, that postpartum part in the pregnancy is definitely a, a really crucial time because you don't never know when it's going to hit you. And when it does, how are you going to get out? So having your placenta pills is a definitely a plus. And also we have plus, um, postpartum doulas that are just there for you after your pregnancy so she might not be there during she might not know, know what's going on but if you, you know have one of those just come help you with meal prepping come help you with the baby or just having that person 24 7 by your side of just calling them and say hey this is what's going on with me this is what i think is going on or she also gives you a plan or he make he gives you a plan on things you need to do every morning. Just a first step to something is always a plus. Right. Every little thing counts. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't also too. You don't want that 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 energy go on to the baby as well. Because that's why the baby probably fussy all the time, or you know, um, he's not eating properly, or his um um poop, you know, may not be as it's supposed to be because it's. Everything has a hormones as when you're um when you're uh, when you're breastfeeding. So any bad hormones you're giving it to the baby if it's releasing from your body. Oh. You know? So that's why we ask people, women I mean mothers to stay in good spirit at all times. So if you're going through something, please call somebody. Um if you need a, a support system to just be here physically to watch you because some moms do go through suicidal thoughts. They do. You know? And so during that, that's when you really need somebody the most. And then it doesn't have to, you know, some people go through it with a spouse. Some people go through it with, you know, parents around, right. you know, because it's, it's always that one person you just want to connect with who you can tell 
I would say not you know everything, but that person who you know who will understand and not judge you. Right. Most women, we go through things where we don't want to tell people our business because they're gonna judge it or use it against us in the long term. You know, and I'm not that type of person, so I'm not gonna be that type of person. Nobody else. You can tell me so one day I'm like, okay, forget about the next. You be like, remember I told you like, mm-hmm. yeah, totally right. <laughs> <laughs> I had totally forgot. You know what I'm saying? But I'm never going to be the one to remember and be like, oh, yeah, she had said it. Never that. Never that. Never that. So always, you know, when you're picking your doula, you also want to quiz her to make sure she knows what she's, you know, what she's doing as well, what she knows. And also to see, you know, if that person is a good fit for you. Because I might be too nurturing to someone. Somebody may need a doula who, you know, I, I just call you when I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? Not a person who I'm checking up for you all the time. You know, everybody needs a different person. That's why people have so many different best friends right. for different things. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I, I do realize just too when you are pregnant, you really do cling to a woman. When if when their their natural instincts that... that um nurturing you really cling to one of those so i i try to be that person that you can cling to because i know i i cling to my aunt who never had a baby in her life but i know if i needed something <laughs> she was gonna be there you know what i'm saying so everyone may goes through that if you if you realize it or not especially during your your um nesting stages where you're cleaning up you're preparing for the baby to get there you want to have that woman around all the time to make sure you're doing stuff right, asking questions and stuff like that. So that's what your doula, your postpartum doula, may be also there for you as well. So do you offer postpartum doula services? Um, no, in a sense, because um, I haven't really, I would say, got to that point yet that gotcha. I needed to be a postpartum doula. I would say I kind of am because I still kind of do check up on people a yeah, little bit. But not that much in a sense where you kind of need me. You know what I'm saying? I do have a package where I do come, I guess you could say yes. Yeah, so I have come like three days after you had a baby to just you know, so you get a routine for yourself. Especially for first time moms or someone who doesn't really have anybody around them. Mm-hmm. Just to you know, this is how you swaddle them, how you feed them. You don't have to be on a schedule with the baby. I really hate that. <laughs> I really hate when people are like, oh, how do I have a schedule? Why? is a baby. You, you didn't have a schedule. You didn't have a schedule before you had them. No, you have to go as you have. It does make sense for you to have a schedule, but not so much because you like sticking by. Three o'clock, we're doing this. Four o'clock, we're doing that. Eight o'clock, we're doing this. No, you know, that baby gonna, if he hungry, you're gonna know, he gonna tell you, I'm hungry. You're gonna change me, you're gonna feed me, you're gonna put me to sleep. It's, it, these, it's simple. They're simple. It is really simple. Simple as one through three. But you know, sometimes we have moms who really can't handle it thinking because they have so many other moms in their ear saying, oh, you should do this, oh, you should do this, you should have this bottle, or you should go to this school. This, this. Like no. the worst. They are the worst. <laughs> I, hate I hate it. Take I I always say take mom advice with a grain of salt. You are you gonna have that one mom blow, okay. You just need three things. Some peppers and some white. <laughs> and just follow. Keep it moving. And that's why I told her tells like all that extra stuff people want at the registry, you ain't really gonna need that. Especially his first couple months here. You know what I'm saying? As time prolongs, you'll be like, okay, I'm going to get this little something. But you don't really need everything you get from your registry. You're not even going to use it. Some people buy the stuff to give away to their other baby shower gifts for somebody else. True. True. <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> I had three of them, and I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. 
But yeah, um, postpartum doulas are also, I would say they, they are the most ones, and for African-American women, we definitely need the most. Um, just because of after birth, it's, it's a different, your body is going through a whole different stage. You don't know if you're trying to lose weight. You don't know, you know what I'm saying? You Am I ugly to you? It's especially to the spouses, am I ugly? You know what I'm saying? I used to get my hair done every two weeks. Now my hair coming out. What am I supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? So just having that person who can kind of give you some, you know, a little input on your first baby steps to do. Because starting trying to go fast with it is not going to work. You you crash, you know? Because yeah. you got a baby with you. And you're trying to figure out if I go back to work on time. Who gonna watch the baby? You know what I'm saying? So it's it's it can be stressful, but as a doula, I try to make it not stressful. We just take it a little bit at a time. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate it, the doula. I there was so much stuff like my first pregnancy. Oh, it was it was very different from the second one. So having the doula the second time was a godsend. I. Thought I was lost the first pregnancy. This second pregnancy, I was like completely lost yes. because it just was the the condition was new. My high blood pressure was new for this pregnancy. The gestational diabetes was new. I about died when they said I had gestational diabetes. It just was so hard. And so then having that person there that's gonna you know always be able to kind of make you feel better about the situation. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, gestational diabetes, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be honest, even the gestational diabetes cutting out all the carbs and all those sugars i felt great for my third trimester um and so it's just one of those things where we need we need this is not an option it shouldn't be an option to have a support person during pregnancy it's not it shouldn't it really shouldn't it's like you said you know even though you may have your husband or your parents they're not they're not the same as having somebody who doesn't live with you who's not going to judge you that if you do feel like everything ain't going right or you know you have in this moment or that moment you can call that person yeah. it was so important to me to have that person yeah. <clears throat> um and so i want to thank you for that and then You're any welcome. any advice to give moms who are currently pregnant or just have babies or even have plans getting pregnant um so i would say do your research of finding a doula who is right for you um i know everyone's pricing is a little different um but i would say if that person connects with you i would feel like you could easily talk to them and say hey you know this is what i got this is what i can bring to the table and, you know we could do a payment plan or something um also with a midwife if you want to go the natural route with that i would just say find a midwife that fits you as well these things are i would say they are not as a lot around like as a doctor is but you somebody knowing in your group in your Instagram, you can easily look up a doula or a midwife. Right. You know, I'm I'm now connecting with a lot of midwives to make sure when I do when a person come to me and say, well, hey, do you know a midwife? I'm like, hey, I'm giving you three off the rip that I know for a fact. Like, they the best. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just gonna be sending you to any and everybody. I have three people who are one person who was all the way natural, natural. I have one person who go, you know, what I'm saying give you natural, but also be like, hey. You know, we're going we gonna to give you this. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has that person for things or whatever. And I'm also, too, a person that wants to do, say, like, not, not natural foods, but stuff that could help with her. Like, when she had high blood pressure and diabetes. And my mom, like, okay, next. Like, it's, <laughs> that's not even an issue. But she's over here, you know, crying about it. I'm like, hey, 
we're gonna drink this we're gonna eat this we're gonna work out we're gonna no, give her yoga and stretch and stuff to do whatever so if, if when people throw something at you just take it and okay i can work that out it's it's not nothing to to the to the serious point right. you know what i'm saying i would say keep doing your research if you're not comfortable with it say no and i was like you have rights over your body nobody can never tell you hey um, so I'm gonna take your baby because you over forty weeks. Okay, I'm over forty weeks. That's what the baby they want to do. You know what I'm saying? In some stages, yes, it is important to go and take the baby out. But I'm always to the point if the baby ain't saying I'm ready to come out yet, it ain't ready. Anytime. That's how. That's that's how I feel. Everybody else have different Because <laughs> I know someone, but uh-uh, I want the baby out of me. I am tired. I'm done. No, no. They just say just keep doing your research. Um, and keep a word of mouth as well. Like, ask people, do you, do you know a doula? You know, or do I know a midwife? Because some midwives have doulas, you know, on standby in their, in their little camp. But, um, like I said, everybody's not for everybody. Right. You know, I had a mother who came to me literally the week before she was due. And she was like, well, I wanted you to be my doula, whatever. I'm like, okay, but you, I called you, I emailed you, nothing back. And then she was telling me about the midwife she had. I was like, yeah, no, I know that midwife, whatever. And literally the next day she was going into labor and she comes, she was like, I was supposed to have you by my side. And this midwife, she's record, she records their whole, you know, their process of the birth. And so she was going through, um, changes where she was hot. She was cold. Um, just always sweaty, always thirsty, you know what I'm saying? So, me ha- me being there with her, you know, being her fan, giving her her water, just to make sure she's okay, would make a whole difference when the person just, you know what I'm saying, recording, not really being there, not being that support, because you don't really know them, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's not really um, a unit thing, I would say. So, me being there as knowing her, being her unit, probably made that process more smoother and practicing her to help her to breathe because i saw in the video too that when she was pushing she wasn't breathing and that's not okay so that's why she was going through so much you know trauma doing the the delivery part so um i would say if you want a midwife you want to do love please do your research do it in a timely manner because you don't want to wait too late, right. you know. And if something is going on, make sure you please let that doula and that midwife know, hey, this is what the doctor said. What can we do? You know what I'm saying? If you're a natural person, always look up and see what things you can eat, things you can drink to help that process out. And if you stressing, if they somebody trying to stress you out, tell them back. By Felicia. <laughs> By Felicia. No stress over here because I need my myself to be good for my baby and my placenta to be good because I want my placenta as well. So, yeah. So, how can... We're in Atlanta, so for those of you who don't know, I'm mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Maria is based out of Lothonia, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, and... How can... If anybody's listening to the podcast and they want to do the for their pregnancy because they're planning on it, whatever. Yeah. How can they reach you? How can they get in touch with you? Um, I am on Instagram at a seal mobile. That is A S E E L mobile. Um, everything is on my Instagram. You can contact me, email me, um, DM me, and that's pretty much about it. That's it. Yeah. Well, I. One, I want to thank you for being part of my episode today. Mm-hmm. I, Maria may be back 
primarily because maternal health is extremely important to me. I have two children. Yes. Um, and so it's extremely important to me. And there, it, we can't talk about self-care without talking about the aspect of pregnancy mm-hmm. and the whole thing that comes with it. We are still pretty much shrouded in a, a cloak when it comes to pregnancy because nobody wants to talk about it. It's one of those taboo things yes. um, that we don't want to talk about. And it shouldn't be, especially for black and brown women. We, Although we are godly and we have the superpowers, yes. that does not mean that you treat us any less. Um, and so I think the, the help of a doula is super, super important. Um, just in knowing, Maria told me so many things that I, I had to voice in my labor and delivery that really, really was helpful to me to, mm-hmm. to have a conversation with my doctors, to do that in, in what you call it. Even like uh, I did uh delayed cord cutting. Mm-hmm. And so I had to communicate that to my doctors. And the good thing about the hospital that I went to is just, they, they're number two in the country. Yes. So <laughs> it wasn't like I was in <laughs> bad company. Right. But I just, I still wanted to make sure because I do have a friend who had her baby somewhere else and the experience was completely different. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things where we have to be able to voice our opinions. And because of COVID, I had to have my baby with mask on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my the only person that was allowed in the room was my mom. Mm-hmm. Whereas with my son, I had three people in the room. My, son, my first son was born. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a very different because I couldn't have Maria there. Right. Um, and that was kind of, that was stressful too. So, but it still worked out. I still ended up having a, a good labor and delivery. It wasn't exactly what I wanted, mm-hmm. but it was, it was the best I could get. Under the circumstances. So, I definitely recommend it. I do think that uh, as black and brown women, we need those support people, doulas, midwives, whatever you can get. Your doctor's not enough. It sh- that person just is not enough. I don't care if she's mm-hmm. a black woman. She's just not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. But thank you so much for being on our podcast, You're being on my episode welcome. today. And I'll definitely probably have you to come back. Yes. Um, all her information will be in the description of the podcast episode, just in case you missed it or just want to go back to it. Do you have a website? I do not. Not yet. It's, it's in the making, y'all. It's in the making. It's okay. No website. So, you can get her on IG. Yes. And what we friends on Facebook too, anyway. Yes. Um. Also, um, Maria Brown on Facebook. Um. Or you can put in a Still Mobile as well on Facebook as well. Awesome. Thank you so very much. Um. And thank you guys for listening. And I'll see you next week. Deion Sanders once said, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. If you play good, they pay good. Now, I'm sure he is definitely referring to sports, but I'm talking about clothes. Okay. Aziri.com dresses the boss in us all. All right. Their motto is, when you look like a boss, you feel like a boss. With their eye-catching colors, patterns, prints, and textures, Aziri helps clients serve style and deal in the boardroom. Shop www.aziri.com. That's www.azyri.com today to dress the boss in you. Use code The Purple Factor and save 10% on your order. I am the Purple Fashionista, and this has been The Purple Factor. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope you got a lot of information from this week's podcast. If you want to follow us on Instagram, that is at The Purple Factor. If you want to follow me on Instagram to follow my daily life, that is up to you. That is at The Purple Fashionista on all social media platforms like TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, 
I'm going to be honest with you. The only one that I'm really on is the Instagram. Um, so that is Instagram at the Purple Fashionista or at the Purple Factor. This has been amazing. I will see you guys next time.